We are scurrying around this morning, getting ready to go attend my youngest son's graduation from fifth grade. It's a small thing. It's just the fifth graders at his school. It's outside in the grass. A little bit of pomp and circumstance, but not too formal. No robes. And things like that are happening all over the country this week, all over the world probably, that children are moving from one grade to another, maybe from one school to another, from elementary school to middle school, middle school to high school, high school to college, college to debt, (laughs) or college to graduate school. There are these clear numerical benchmarks to indicate the passing of one phase to another. The little kidness of elementary school into the uh, slightly more tumultuous, puberty-ridden, but also big kidness of middle school, and then on to the phase of being young adults and then adults. And these little ceremonies, when your name is called and you walk across the stage and get your certificate, they're a rite of passage. They mark the transition from one phase to another. And yes, they're a photo op and they're kind of cheesy and I'm pretty sure we're all going to get sunburned and a little bit bored. But I think that there are some profound psychological importance to these markers. So that's what I'd like to talk about a little bit today. The mental health power of rites of passage. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs. And I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Personally, I tend not to be someone who goes for a lot of ceremony, not a lot of pomp and circumstance. I didn't attend my college graduation. I went to a really large state university, one of the universities of California, and it was going to be really long and really hot. And it just wasn't an important marker to me. It happened the same within, you know, a month or two of when I'd gotten married and right when my, the eldest of my two brothers graduated from high school. So I, th- I think we were just sort of pomp and circumstanced out. I think though that one of the challenges of adult development is that we don't have a lot of markers for arrival. We don't have a lot of markers that tell us that we've moved from one phase of development to another phase of development. Rates of passage or ceremonies are corporate collective agreements. You know, they happen in a community, they happen in a society that tell a person that they're going from one state to another. And generally speaking, in modern Western culture, at least, most of those rites of passage or those markers are intertwined with our education. Our culture doesn't have built-in rites of passage that mark puberty or manhood or womanhood. We tie that all in with someone's educational attainment, which frankly, I think is a little bit sad. Like we're over indexing or over celebrating one particular component of human development and probably leaving behind some other really important components, not celebrating those well as a culture. Rites of passage celebrate not only a certain age marker, but a set of skills, a set of abilities, 
the sense of maturing, of becoming, of moving from one phase to another phase. And the passage marks, it's the marker, it's the line. I used to be in elementary school and now I'm in middle school. There's a difference. I'm a different kind of kid. I'm a different creature a little bit. So these rites of passage become these anchor points in the timeline of our history. And for most of us, again, I'm speaking from a, an American Western context, but for most of us, those rites of passage generally stop after we get married. That tends to be the last kind of marker of one state to another, right? I was single and now I'm partnered. It's legal, it's official, there's paperwork, there's a ring, there's a cake, there's a ceremony. The whole community acknowledges that I've gone from being one kind of person, a single person, to somebody who is paired, partnered. But as we move on through our adulthood, unless we're attaining more degrees or, you know, I guess getting divorced or remarried, there may be some ceremony around births of children in the form of a baby shower. Although I will say that the whole practice of trying to guess what kind of candy bar has been melted into a diaper doesn't feel like quite the celebratory ceremony that I imagine when I think about rites of passage. And I feel like we lose something without adult rites of passage. Frankly, I feel like as I mentioned, the rites of passage that are available for our children are really quite thin and educationally focused and, you know, probably not as meaningful as they could be if we as a culture gave a little bit more thought to the tremendous amount of development that's happening as children move through different phases of their lives. But that's probably a conversation for another day. Rites of passage for adults, though, wow, they're almost non-existent, again, without these markers of state change related to your family status, going from single to married or not parenting to having had a child. But we're changing all the time. We're changing states. We're growing. We're becoming wiser. We're aging. We're working toward one set of goals or in one direction. And then that shifts. Maybe we sell a business or close one down and start another one. If we're really alive, if we're really doing life well, we're changing states all the time. But many of these passages go unnoticed, uncelebrated. They're either taken for granted or kind of absorbed in the inertia around us. And I think that's unfortunate, not just because I like parties and celebrating people, but because there's no collective corporate acknowledgement that we're setting the bar higher now. That as we move from one phase of adult development to a next we're doubling down on wisdom, on generativity, on what we can make that will last, that we're leaving behind. We're doubling down on investing in others. The playing field is bigger. The stakes are higher. We're coming to our work and to our lives with much more experience, much more resources. So the business that you start when you're 23 is really different than the business that you start or that you invest in when you're 47. I wish we celebrated that better. Because I also think that we would do a much better job of celebrating the, the aging process. We'd honor all that we've learned and acquired and accumulated. Sometimes we do this in birthdays. Maybe you went big for your 40th or you're planning something really special for your 50th. And if you don't make a big deal out of big birthdays, hey, why not? What if we begin to celebrate our aging as something that's a badge of honor? 
Look at all I've done. Look at all of the wisdom that I've collected. Look at all of the experiences that live in my mind, all of the memories. In some ways, I think our modern culture is pretty averse to rites of passage because we are so squeamish about aging, so uncomfortable with getting old, with losing some of our abilities, our sharpness, our speed, our agility. And we really have it quite backwards, in my opinion. It's not a losing, but a gaining. Later this summer, we'll begin teaching our oldest son to drive. Yes, it's a skill set, one which I'm sure will be fraught with some terrifying moments for, for Rob and for me. It's stressful and it's exciting. But it's so significant, too, that this young person has come to an age where he's ready, ostensibly, to be trusted with a machine that has the power to easily destroy life, that can be dangerous, that is regularly dangerous. How significant it is that he's also ready to be trusted with a machine that can take him anywhere, that he's ready to assume responsibility for his own directionality, for his own movements around our community. How significant it is that he has come to a place of such autonomy. In a specific amount of time, you go from not being a driver to being a driver. The challenge of adulthood is we spend so much time in liminal space, in the in-between phase, in the growth phase. We're always becoming, growing, learning. But how often do we have those moments of specific shifting and man, I wish we celebrated this better or had more of a sense of rites of passage as entrepreneurs, because it is a rite of passage to go from being a solo person on your own to having employees, to making your first hire and assuming that extra responsibility where someone's livelihood is, it's not in your hands in that deep sense of like responsibility, but you're stepping it up, you're leveling up, you're... You're offering someone else the opportunity to participate in a company that is stable and secure and thriving enough to be able to need and also support a team. That's a whole different deal. And then there are these other shifts, as soon as you are large enough that you need HR support, or when your team retreat no longer fits in a large house, you're moving from one state to another state. And yes, these are goals. Sometimes we make them monetary, a certain amount of MRR, a certain number of customers. Those are goals. We talk about them as goals. But maybe we could deepen it a little bit. Maybe we could see it as a rite of passage when we think about us as leaders, as entrepreneurs, becoming a different version of ourselves, becoming grown-up, adult enough, competent enough to take on these bigger, deeper, more meaningful responsibilities in our communities for our teams. We may feel this shift internally, but very few of us have a community or a, a corporate identity that really acknowledges and celebrates this rite of passage. There's no new uniform. There's no new marking we wear on our face or a tattoo that signifies our new status within our tribe. And so our passages as adults, as entrepreneurs, tend to go largely unnoticed by the community around us. If there's any wiggle room, though, I'd advocate for us to change that, for us to be a little bit better about letting the people around us know, hey, it was this way before, and now it's new for me. 
I'm a different version of a business owner now that I have five staff. I'm a different kind of leader now that my business has grown in this way. I'm growing in wisdom and in responsibility. I know it's hard to say those kinds of things to people around us, to our spouses, to our friends. But I think the other entrepreneurs in your life probably get it. I'm getting ready to lighten my schedule this summer because as I have these um, young men in my family who are on the verge of these big rites of passage, I'm keenly aware of how tight the timeline is to help really grow them into the adults they were intended to be. So this summer, we're celebrating a lot of autonomy and a lot of independence, but we're also celebrating a parental unit that's kind of lurking around. That's <laughs> just watching to make sure that that autonomy, that freedom, that growth is going well. In another place and in another time, my sons would be hunting by themselves, tending to maybe the skinning of animals or things that are yeah, perhaps a little bit more dangerous. They'd be ready for that. So Rob and I are trying to support that kind of increased preparation for autonomy and independence, not by doing things for them or hovering around, but merely by watching and celebrating. Maybe it's worth thinking about what kinds of rites of passage are going on around you in the lives of your children, in the lives of your friends, in the lives of your siblings or parents, because we all are shifting and transitioning from young adults to middle adults to older adults to people who are birthing children to people who are preparing intensively to release them to their own autonomy. We're transitioning from professionals who operate tightly within a team or tightly under the supervision of someone else to professionals, to leaders, to entrepreneurs who are providing that supervision and support and guidance and wisdom to the people who are coming up behind us. So let's notice, let's acknowledge, let's celebrate the transitions that are happening around us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.